Every aspect of your e-commerce business impacts customer experience. From advertising and packaging, to product functionality, website usability, and even reliability. Your long-term growth and profitability will hinge on your ability to deliver the best experience for your buyers. And this podcast will show you how. Tune in monthly for actionable and insightful discussions with the brightest minds at the intersection of e-commerce and customer experience. Welcome to the e-commerce customer experience podcast presented by Digital Genius. I'm your host, Chris Kellner. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the e-commerce customer experience podcast. On our previous episode, we had the privilege of hosting Daniel Anderson, who shared valuable insights about the foundation elements needed to have a customer-centric brand in the next frontier of customer experience. Today, we have the pleasure of speaking with an experienced manager and true customer support enthusiast with over 10 years of experience working in hospitality and retail. Please join me in welcoming Nicole Jackson, customer support manager at Hera, an e-commerce fashion apparel brand based in Cheltenham. Welcome to the show, Nicole. Hello, everybody. Great. So, Nicole, just to kick things off, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so I'm Nicole. I'm the customer support manager here at Hera. A little bit kind of about myself and personal background. Um, I'm a dog mom to my dog called Minnie, who I love. And I love spending time with my family and friends and getting active, going out as much as possible and just supporting myself around good positive vibes all the time. <laughs> nice. Love that. And Nicole, could you tell us, like, what, tell us about your journey to being kind of working in the customer support world? Yeah, so I suppose it started from when I was very young, kind of did the the normal kind of working in pubs, hospitality, when you're kind of young and, and getting your first job, um, and then went to university to study uh, business management, and that's where I got a job at TK Maxx. So kind of started there in terms of seeing different levels of management, seeing kind of how people dealt with different situations, and probably dealing with more difficult situations than I kind of had before so that was kind of the first drop in the water of of dealing kind of real face-to-face with customers kind of did that through university and then part of my degree I did a year out in a workplace and that's when I went my internship at Enterprise Rent-A-Car so worked worked there for the year they offered me then a permanent place when I finished my degree um, and worked there for, for six years so moved my way up to kind of branch manager worked in lots of different locations you move around quite a lot so Wolverhampton, Shrewsbury, Birmingham Airport, um, Worcester and then moved into another job in kind of just after Covid had kind of hit which is called Biopack and they're kind of like an eco-friendly single-use packaging company. Worked there for a little bit and then joined Hera kind of January last year. Um, So yeah, it's been an exciting journey but also obviously dealing with lots of different customers, lots of different I suppose, retail aspects and different needs and, and warrants. So, yeah. Nice. Before we kind of go a little bit more into your experience, I'd love to know, like, from your, from all of the different brands that you've worked with, you know, could you describe the qualities of a good customer experience leader? Yeah. So I think the, the important things from what I've seen is being able to lead from the front. And I would never expect any of my team to do something that I wouldn't personally do myself. So working on a shop floor, going on the tills, doing all the kind of bits that you probably don't want to be doing when you get into a manager level. But I would always kind of want, want to be able to join in and, and do as much as I can for the team and help everyone out. Um, I think being able to stay patient, 
calm is a really important thing I think I definitely learned that from from TK Maxx you used to have different team leaders who were running around and it was very stressful for everybody else and they had other team managers who were kind of gracefully floating on top and, and panicking underneath so yeah I think being able to stay patient be a true leader leading from the front and having that kind of caring and um, supportive attitude I suppose Interesting. I think those skills could probably um, apply to any kind of leadership role yeah. in any industry. You've obviously worked in customer support now for, I think, more than 10 years. Yeah. You know, how have you seen the industry change? So I think massively changed COVID. COVID was a really a big thing that kind of, I think, changed customers' wants, needs, um, what they expected from a company, and probably a little bit more the shift in, especially kind of the the Gen Z generation coming up, they're they're wanting to know a little bit more about the brand itself. They're wanting to know about the sustainability, what they do for in the community. It's not just about a product. People buy into the brand as a whole. So I think we definitely saw saw a shift in that. And also I think customers' expectations. Everyone wants it 24-7. They want to be able to do live chat, have access to things straight away. So being able to kind of handle that in terms of switching the, the game around I suppose because normally standard service customer service would be nine to five and and that's kind of it and you don't work weekends and you don't do anything outside of that so yeah I think it has definitely been a, a bit of a shift. Interesting and I guess maybe moving on to your present role you've been at Hera for the last year maybe kind of for, for, for our audience that don't know Hera can you tell us a little bit about what Hera is? Yeah so we are a clothing brand um, we do both men and women's wear very much like kind of streetwear kind of athleisure vibes is is the kind of look that we go for when we acquired the company back in November 2021 um it was at that at that time they were only doing menswear so we had a big year we had to bring out all the new seasons from the product team and also we launched women's wear kind of last September so yeah it's been a busy busy year <laughs> or would you say it's been the most rewarding part so far as your time at Hera so Probably when we acquired the business, the kind of the previous team had their own struggles with with customers and the customer service that they were kind of giving out to to our customers. Um, So we had to really comb through every single kind of the last six months when we started um, and go through any kind of customer queries that were outstanding. Um, Customers were understandably disappointed and let down and we wanted to make sure that we rectified that. So we knew that they deserved to be able to regain that trust back from us. So we worked really, really hard, myself and my team, to making sure that customer service had really changed around, going above and beyond, going out there for all of our customers. So the trust pilot has probably been one of our biggest things. When I started, it was 2.6 and it's now 3.9. And kind of our average monthly score is four stars, which, yeah, it's just a real achievement for us because at the start, it was probably six months of not very positive correspondence with our customers. So yeah, that's been a real achievement. That's quite a step up. And, and I know, uh, you know, Trustpilot is a key indicator often yeah. for, for a lot of brands in, in, in fashion. You know, what, what were some of the initiatives that you implemented to, which has enabled you to kind of move from 2, 2.9, I think you said to over yeah. 4. So I think for us, it was about treating every single customer as a, as a new kind of, individual task as such rather than 
dealing with every single customer is the same. Um, we've really looked into the detail of it. We put loads of thing in, things in. So we've got live chat on site. We have like all new FAQs, the FAQs, the website was really poor when we kind of started. So that all got a revamp and just making sure we were kind of responding to customers. Our goal is responding within the six hours, which is a lot higher than I think most retailers would offer. But we had a lot of work. I think a lot of customers, as soon as they didn't get a response, they would then panic because they would be like, right, this is maybe what it was used to previously. So it was a real work from us to make sure that we had the kind of foundations in of working with our tone of voice, how we could get our team to kind of all sound the same, how we would respond. But yeah, dealing with every single kind of issue or anything that came into us kind of individually and looking at it and seeing how we can, you know, best rectify any issues that were coming through. Interesting. And how do you think, I, I imagine, you know, Harry's got some big aspirations for growth in the future. Like how will you kind of scale that approach? So I think... In terms of growth, we're going to be growing and it's going to be quick. And the next few years are probably going to be quite intense and very, very busy. But I think for us to be able to keep that kind of hands-on approach to our customers, it's just going to be growing the team and and make sure we're forecasting for that team development as well. So we've got enough people to be able to respond to the customers. Because, you know, I've, I've been in customer service for a long time. I know what it's like when you're on a shop floor or you're in a branch and it's only you and one other person. You've got people waiting out the door and it's it's intense. We're... We're making sure that we never get to that point. We're always trying to make sure that we're we're kind of fully staffed with that and making sure we've got enough things in place. Like, for example, live chat. We are also in the process of changing uh, returns providers and also moving our 3PL warehouse to just give an overall, the best kind of customer journey we can give to our customer. And as we grow the places that we're going to, the returns provider and the 3PL, they're going to be the people who are going to be able to help us with that journey. Interesting. And, and, and we hear a lot in the world of kind of customer support right now and e-commerce around this buzz in AI and chat GPT and generative AI. You know, what role do you think that might have into play in the future kind of customer support at Hera? I think it will always have a role, especially for like the different generations. You will always get those Gen Zs who want that kind of, they want to be able to respond to their own queries, basically. They want to be able to go on live chat and answer that within at 1am in the morning and not have to worry about trying to do it within those kind of normal standard hours. Um, So I think, yeah, there definitely will be more of a move to like maybe more integral live chat. So being able to have it on apps, being able to access it whenever, being able to access it you know humans within that time because we all know what it's like when we join on the live chat and it's actually not a human you can't get through and there's so many different stages so I think probably more expansion on that side and I think it will always be improving and kind of expanding but I also think that having a real life person I don't think that will go away from Hera Um, we still want to keep it so that we are really kind of personable and we have that each individual response to those customers as much as we possibly can because I know for me I'm definitely not Gen Z but I like being able to speak to a real person and get things resolved so yeah I think it's about making sure the right information is there for the customers who want it but also having that balance of of people who want to speak to that you know that real human and how we can achieve that. Interesting I was doing a bit of research into Heron and a lot of what you talk about as a brand is kind of putting the customer first can you maybe talk us through like how that culture is defined within within inside the organization? Yeah. So Holly and Georgia, they are the CEO and CBO of the company. And from the very start, we've always been very customer-centered. One of kind of our brand pillars and, and kind of the mission for Harrow's. We've 
the customer is what buys the products. They're the ones that, you know, go out and, and market the clothes for us. They're the ones that are putting it on their Instagram and their socials and doing all of that. So they're the ones we have to care after the most. And when obviously, you know, the, the acquisition did happen, Holly and Georgia were actually the ones that were there responding to the customers because they were the ones that were, you know, at the forefront of doing it. They were kind of slammed right into the fire straight away. So I think they understood how much customers needed the confidence from us and needed the confidence in the brand to be able to do that. So yeah, it's definitely going to be always going to be a thing for Hera to be able to be kind of the center of. And you mentioned earlier going above and beyond. You know, I'd love you maybe to share an example, maybe kind of yeah. a real life with the audience, like a real life example of maybe where you have gone above and beyond and what was the outcome? Yeah. So um, we love surprising and delighting our customers. So we had a lady who left us a trust pilot um, review about her son who she bought a t-shirt for for his first DJ gig um, so she left us a review it was really lovely um, and just said that you know he did really well and it was his first gig and he loved the t-shirt so we actually went out and sent her another few t-shirts um, just to say thank you for you know talking about us in such a positive way and also like boy, well, we want to support your son doing whatever he wants to do what makes him happy and yeah that's what we did and she was over the moon and obviously her son was and we've got pictures of you know being sent through and, and everything like that so yeah we those are the most rewarding I think being able to see the customer kind of come back especially when they probably were previous customers before we acquired the business and then seeing them kind of stick with us and, and message us about the brand and and how we've how we've changed over the years I suppose it's really interesting I love that example I'd love to just understand you know just to go into a little bit deeper in terms of like what are the processes or culture that you've implemented internally to allow you to come up with these like special initiatives for customers? Is it something your team comes up with on their own? The directive from the C level, like you took us through that a little bit. So we don't obviously have like anything kind of like a loyalty scheme in place at the moment. Um, it's something that's going to be on the cards for us kind of within the future, but it's quite a lot of work to be able to implement that. And we are still a really small team. There's only like 16 of us in the office. So we're still not a huge team and it is literally myself and my one team member at the moment. And then we kind of, you know, have more when Black Friday and all those kind of peak moments come in. It's been for myself very much kind of from the start that we wanted to kind of go above and beyond for those customers and reach out and kind of create that kind of community that I don't think, like you said before, you know, about having a community for the customer service um, kind of area like having a community for your customers I think is really really important and it's definitely something I've seen kind of come into the customer service space so we actually have like a VIP WhatsApp chat with some of our customers so they get full access to kind of whoever they want in the company they can ask questions we do Q&As um, we speak about upcoming things that we've got going on upcoming drops anything like that they get kind of get full first insight to that and then the team are kind of given full autonomy on on what they deem as surprise and delight obviously there's a budget um, of what we can do per month but it's kind of down to them um, we like to give them the kind of opportunity to be able to decide how they want to surprise and delight a customer if a customer's you know it could be that they've that an order's being lost by the courier how can we make that up to them rather than just sending a replacement out could we send them something else could we send them a thank you card a sorry card you know just those little things that you probably don't think of but I know that I would be if I ordered off a brand and then got a little card in the mail or you know something like that I'd be like god they've gone really out to do that next little bit it's it's those little things I think really make an impact on that whole kind of journey as a as a one no that, that's really interesting actually I myself received a hand I think it was for some eco 
washing powder that <laughs> I ordered. I received a handwritten note and it encouraged me to go and shop again and find out what else that brand particularly sold. It makes such a difference to stand out. I think community is a really interesting, you know, I think for a lot of brands, uh, quite a few people previously on this podcast have talked about Rafa being a brand which has enabled, enabled them to create a community, which has really driven their growth and driven their brand to be now a global powerhouse. Yeah. So Nicole, looking to the future a little bit, you know, what are the trends that are really exciting you? So I think it is the kind of loyalty schemes that are going above and beyond. It's that next little bit of community. I think there's a, there's a lot of companies that do this. Lounge underwear are a great one. Um, you can real have a you have a sense of community when you're looking on their social channels. As you know, there's people who are constantly message, you know, um, posting on every single one of their posts. They reach out, they go to events, being able to do things like kind of outside of that. So for me, you know, it'd be when we when we do in the future, have like a pop-up store, being able to do those things with our customers, having those focus groups, being able to bring the customer into the brand a little bit more. I think that's what's important. We can learn from them just as much as, as they can kind of find out information from us. So yeah, I think, and obviously we spoke about the AI, really interested to see where that goes and see how they can improve it in terms of having that like kind of real touch, like that real feel of, of a customer support person on the other end, rather than if we're a little bit robotic at the moment, I think, yeah, it'd be really interesting to see how that expands and how that increases as, as I'm guessing they do more with it. Yeah, it'd be very interesting to see those advancements in terms of yeah. how human-like the AI can become. Yeah, definitely. Last question I'm going to ask you for today, and this is a question that we ask everyone that comes on the podcast. And I'd really love to, um, to know, you know, what is a brand that you really admire and, and why? So I literally just mentioned them. Would it be lounge underwear? Yeah, I think it would. The way they kind of respond to customers, I've also like, I've ordered from there myself. I've obviously gone onto there to look at what they do, how they do it differently from us. And, and their responses to their customers are just, they do really create this personal feel. And it's like you're speaking to a friend rather than speaking to someone who's going to get back to you within 48 hours. And they just have this real sense of community um, community that I think is really important. And I said, definitely something that we're, we're wanting to bring in at Hara. We're wanting to have it so that we can have events and every time we do an event, there's people there that we know and like we've seen from the last event and they've followed us from the start. And yeah, I think Lounge do that really, really well. Nicole, thank you so much. I've really enjoyed this conversation. We've talked about so many interesting points um, on this episode. So thank you for another episode of the e-commerce customer experience podcast. Thanks, Chris. My pleasure. The e-commerce customer experience podcast is brought to you by Digital Genius. Digital Genius uses cutting-edge AI technology to streamline response times for support tickets. The platform allows for flexible integration into existing systems and control over your processes, while significantly improving key performance metrics. To find out more about Digital Genius and how our intuitive platform combines AI, integrations and workflows to make your customers, team and mailbox happy, head to digitalgenius.com. Also, make sure to search for e-commerce customer experience in Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Google Podcasts or anywhere else podcasts are found. On behalf of the team here at Digital Genius, thank you for listening.